In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Um, if at some point this morning I look a little confused, uh, last night we were out. Uh, it was uh, the second performance of the Nutcracker. We have one more to go. Anyway, we got home, and apparently the cat had got on the computer, and... Uh, had edited my homily notes, <laughs> so uh, I think I got it cleaned up. All the meows are gone. I didn't, I didn't know that that uh, that would ever happen. I, I, weird things happen uh, around my house. Um, thing and always, it's always late. I had uh, some years ago my youngest son. Um, I had baked the bread for the Eucharist and um, getting the kids ready for bed. And he said, Daddy, I made the sign of the cross for you in one of the loaves of bread. And, uh, you know, it was getting pretty late in the day uh, to rebake bread. But, uh, yeah, he had. He had, I guess, in maybe in uh, atrium, they'd gone over what uh, the priest does for uh, uh, in the preparation service. And so Timmy had uh, started it for us. Um, Strange things happen around my house, but around this time of year, I wouldn't say strange things happen, but things happen, and a couple words that continue to crop up uh, over and over again are the words miracle and believe. And I think both of them are appropriate, obviously. Um, We are actually getting ready to celebrate uh, what I think is the greatest miracle of all, and that is God becoming man. Of course, Athanasius said God became man so that man might become God. But he also became man for healing. And that's what one of the great themes is of Advent, is it is healing. And today, actually, we celebrate the conception of the Theotokos. And I think it's important that, you know, we look at some of these themes that come along and not just, you know, it's printed on, on the front of the, your bulletin, and that's what we're celebrating today. And, of course, nine months from now, we'll actually celebrate the birth of the Theotokos. But, you know, it's important for us to know about these miracles and to believe in them. And from that belief, we do gain healing. You know, Joachim and Anna, we um, actually, they are, uh, we talk about them frequently. They're in the dismissal at all our services. The grandparents of Jesus, the grandparents of God. You know, they'd been married about 50 years, and they didn't have any kids. And in that culture, that was actually a very bad thing. And in fact, uh, Joachim and Anna had come to Jerusalem to make sacrifice, and the high priest, individual by the name of Issachar, actually said to Joachim, you know, it's unworthy to offer sacrifice with childless hands. Now, Joachim and Anna were very devout people. Uh, the tradition has it they, they lived on a third of their income, they gave a third to the poor, and they gave a third to the temple. They prayed and prayed for a child, and they got a child. 
And we do celebrate that her conception today. It's important to remember that. It's a miracle, and it helps us to believe. And the encouragement that I want to give you today, that you can leave with, is that our belief, through our belief, we do get healing. Sometimes the healing isn't physical, but we do get healing. We get physical healing sometimes. Sometimes it's spiritual healing. Regardless, it's through our faith, our belief, that we do get that healing. Now, even the world slows down about this time of year. I know it's cold, and so you get slower during the cold months. Snow slows things down. But the world does see something's going on now. As we are celebrating, we're in the middle of Advent, and we're getting ready to celebrate the birth of our Lord. And it shouldn't come as any kind of surprise that healing is a theme of Advent. You know, again, the incarnation is the ultimate healing act of God's relationship with us. And Jesus, during his earthly ministry, spent an awful lot of it healing. He healed the blind. He healed the lame. People who were paralyzed. uh, Leprosy. And even raised a few people from the dead while he was at it. But we need healing today. We need healing in our world, in our culture, our city, our families, our own lives, and yes, even in our parish. We need healing. So we need to have this belief. Believe you were healed. And we need to believe to get that healing. Now last week in Luke, the gospel we read was similar today to today's gospel as well. Last week, if you recall, there was a beggar who was by the side of the road as Jesus passed by. Now this beggar was actually had a name. His name was uh, Bartimaeus. And he had been blind for quite a while. He was, if you recall the, the lesson, he was sitting by the side of the road. He heard the commotion as Jesus was heading to Jericho. And he asked what was going on, and they said Jesus was passing by. And so what did he do? He started to yell out loud, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Now, interestingly enough, the people, they told him to be quiet. They didn't want him messing with with what was going on. But he just kept crying out louder and louder. And they were mad at him until Jesus said, hey, bring him over here to me. And actually, the the account in... uh, and uh, Mark actually says, now the people are saying, hey, you know, you're, oh, you're lucky. He said he'd come and, come and see him now. You know, first they were mad at him. Now they're saying he's really lucky. But he goes over, and Jesus says to him, what do you want from me? And I think most of us would probably say the obvious, which was he wanted sight. And in fact, that's what Bartimaeus said. He said, I want to receive my sight. Well, Jesus says to him in verse 42 of Luke 18, he said, receive your sight. Your faith has made you well. And so Bartimaeus, it then says, finishing up that lesson, he followed glorifying God. Well, today, as I said, it's a similar gospel lesson. We have a woman who had been stooped over and bent and unable, unable to straighten for 18 years. Now, Jesus was teaching in the synagogue. And, of course, he 
probably wasn't too difficult to pick her out. If she was stooped over, I'm sure she had to have help walking. But he saw her, and rather than ask her what, was, what she wanted, he just flat out healed her. And he told her in verse 13, he said he, it says, he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. So there we have it again. She was healed, and she glorified God. Bartimaeus was healed, and he glorified God. It was Bartimaeus, it was said, his faith had made him well. The Lord said that. And the same is true with the woman today. The Lord said, your faith has made you well. So we need to have faith that we are going to be healed. Now, interestingly, the ruler of the synagogue was a little upset at this. Um, he said to the people, by the way, he didn't challenge the Lord. Um, I think if a, somebody was healed in front of you who had stooped over for 18 years and suddenly she's now able to stand up straight and move around, uh, you'd have a little difficult time, I think, challenging the one who healed her. So the ruler did the next best thing he could do. He addressed the people in the synagogue, and he told them not to show up for healing on the Sabbath. He said, there's six other days. Show up on one of them. Now, you, we've all had conversations, <coughs> discussions, arguments, where... You know, after it's over, we think, oh, I wish I had said this, or I wish I had said that, and you would have kind of, you know, really got to the other person and made your point really well. And I think this is one of those cases where the Lord did that. And he pointed out to them that every single one of those people had to untie their ox or their donkey and lead them to water, even on the Sabbath. And the uh, ruler of the synagogue was left speechless. And uh, I think that, you know, he, he realized he couldn't, he couldn't uh, challenge Jesus on the healing of this person. So he's going to try to get him with these things that we've set up, that man has set up, these things. And of course, uh, as the Lord said, uh, told him right off the bat, you know, you're a hypocrite. You know, this woman who is a child of Abraham, for 18 years, Satan has afflicted her. It is most appropriate that she be healed on the Sabbath. Her faith had made her well. Well, God does want all of us to be healed. Whether it's physical or spiritual healing, we do need it. And this time of year, is it, sometimes it's so hard to focus on what we're really coming to in a few weeks the nativity of our Lord and God and Savior, Jesus Christ. But we need to keep in mind that truth, that reality, not the one that's getting the best deal on the electronics or whatever the latest thing is. You know, are we going to be like the ruler of the synagogue? Are we going to worry about the things that we have set up, the obstacles we've set up, the rules we've set up? Are we going to listen to God? Are we going to let our faith help us to heal us and to make us well? Are we looking for excuses not to be healed? Because sometimes that's the truth of it as well. We need to have our faith to be healed. And in this season, 
of miracles and belief. Let us be worthy of the healing that God gives, to whom is all glory, honor, and worship. The Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.